spacecraft did not crash in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. You know flat earthers, I guarantee it. But you don't know who they are because they're afraid of talking about it. This is not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system. Hello and welcome to the third annual uh, yearly look back and look forward from your boys at Subliminal Deception, your weekly dose of conspiracy theory bullshit. My name is Cody and I'm joined by my pal Phil. How are you? Doing good, buddy. How about yourself? Not doing too bad. Uh, it is very cold here right now. How is the, yeah. the uh, weather with you? It's been a little bit chilly. It's been raining the past few days. I'm actually... I've had my heat on for about two days in a row now. It's not quite like Minnesota. I've got it turned up to about 69, 70. There you go. Not too bad. Yeah. No, I like when I was back living there, you know, we would have it up to maybe, you know, 60 was the highest. But here you can kind of, you know, jack it up a little bit. It only turns on maybe three or four times a day, but it has been chilly in my apartment. So, okay. Do you know, I saw videos of a huge blizzard and I think it was in Nevada. Is that sound right? There was a shit ton of snow that happened in northern Arizona. Where's I seventy? Oh, um, I I believe that is. It's not in. It's not in the valley. It must be like maybe in Nevada. That's or what I like. Northern Arizona. That's what I thought. And they had videos, and that was a nasty blizzard. I didn't even think they got weather like that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if it's in kind of like the higher, you know, higher areas, higher elevation areas, then yeah, I can see them getting snow. Uh, There was a lot of snow that hit up in Flagstaff. So. All right. Well, uh, world is a changing, uh, to say the least here. Before we start getting into the episode, we need to take a moment and talk about a national hero, a Minnesota born resident, uh, Jonathan Madden. I don't know if he goes by Jonathan. John Madden. We all know and love John Madden. Yeah, he passed away this week. They didn't actually release a cause of death. So it was pretty you know, abrupt. Kind of came without warning. Well, the thing is, he was a bigger guy. He was 85 years old. Could have been a stroke, heart attack. Maybe he had cancer. I don't know. But yeah, it's it's weird that he just died. And they're about to have a special about him i think it's before super the super bowl something called the all madden uh it actually looked pretty good yeah he was a legendary coach legendary announcer announcer yeah Yeah. uh probably you and i remember him mostly for his uh announcer skills and his weird obsession with brett Favre. yeah he was in a great movie little giants he had a, a little bit of a part in that movie also um yeah, I mean, in terms of football years, 85 years old is pretty good longevity for a former football player. So I guess we talked about him in an episode before. He didn't have that long of a football career. So Nah, he. it's funny because when he, from what I remember watching the old Oakland Raiders stuff, he was considered to be like the youngest coach to be a head coach. 
which was of like a, unheard of. Of a professional football team. Yeah. yeah. Back in his time. Yeah. Up until I believe the Rams head coach is the youngest now. Yeah. The current Rams head coach. McVay. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's like, he's younger than us, I think. Oh, yeah. And doing much better. <laughs> better hair. We'll say that for certain. No, especially than than I have. Yeah. <laughs> much better hair. I would take any at this point, though. So <laughs> even bad hair. All right, Phil, you want to do some. I don't think we did this last year where we kind of talk about the predictions that we made for 2021 and I guess kind of see how accurate we were. We did. So we actually did a tiny bit. All that we really mentioned was the fact that even though everyone was claiming 2020 was going to be a great year, um, we kind of predicted that it would be a shitty year. Obviously, we didn't know what was going to be shitty about it or how, you know, terrible it would be. But yeah, we did uh, mention it a little bit last year, but I did go back and listen to the episode that we did last year. So some things that we thought we had some wishful thinking about COVID being over, which we were wrong about, but we were right about the lockdowns completely coming to an end and getting away from, you know, wearing masks in public and everything like that. Some people still do it. Some people still have to for their jobs, but for the most part, you know, no one wears masks anymore. Uh, We were wrong also about full disclosure on aliens. That did not happen, but there was a partial they kind of threw a little bit of uh, meat out for everybody, but not full yeah. disclosure. So. Yeah, and don't you worry. I'm going to be going into what they released, and there's actually an update about the whole thing actually within the last month. So okay. pretty fresh news on it, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. So that those were kind of, kind of our things. Yeah, kind of. And then we also did talk about like post-inauguration, the Trump people trying to get him back into power. We talked a tiny bit about, it actually hadn't happened yet, we talked about the upcoming January 6th protests and how all of the MAGA and the Boogaloo boys were going to be out there. So we were talking about that, but that was just from the stuff we had heard on Reddit. Didn't really know that they would actually make it into the Capitol and all of that, so. Right. Right, yeah, and uh, we'll be we'll probably be kicking off the party with that because that literally was at the beginning of 2020. Do you wanna do you wanna talk about that? Yeah, we can go into that a little bit. Okay, so yeah, obviously January 6th was the insurrection attempt, the coup. Here was my thing when I was kind of looking back on this, I was thinking about this event, and if you really sit and think about it. You don't assume something like that would transpire in America. And there's no doubt in my mind that if those people got in there and captured the senators, they would have killed them, or at least some of them. I'm positive of that. At least Pence and Pelosi. Yes. And it's like, is it just me or this? That seems like such a large event. And such a, like, eye-opening thing that happened. And while it did get press coverage initially, people are just like, oh, it's no big deal. That's how I feel like people interpret it. Maybe that's just because 2021 has been a complete shit show, but I, I don't know. How do you feel about it? Well, I think that the weirdest part about that whole situation was in the couple of days, in the few days after the January 6th, 
terrorist attack, basically what it was, you could actually see videos of the police allowing, you know, all of the MAGA crowd or whoever you want to claim was out there. You could see them just kind of like standing aside and letting them in, like letting them go in. But you really don't see any of those videos anymore. Basically, all you ever see is like the heroic police work of like that one cop who did the heroic thing by leading the insurrectionists into other hallways and leading them away from the senators. Or you see how ridiculous, you know, like the uh, the MAGA Viking dude was, or the asshole who sat on Nancy Pelosi's desks. You know, yeah. you see those people, but you never see, like, the cops basically just standing aside and letting that happen, you know? Well, so I don't know if they were cops or if they were, like, building security, but there's that one famous video of that guy being crushed by him. He's got the riot shield, and he's, like, at the door, and they're, like, crushing him. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that part. You see, yeah, you see videos of, like, that, that kind of stuff. And then there was, uh, I think there was another one. It was a video of them, like, beating this other guy. So I think there was only one death, right? There was the woman that a police officer shot. Yeah. And then, um... After all this year, I don't remember how many it has been. I think it's at least between five to ten of the police officers or guards or whoever have committed suicide that were at that place. So I don't know. There's something weird with that. Some people think it's because they, they're getting harassed so bad by people on the Internet or people calling their house or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, I haven't heard anything really about that. This is kind of the first time I'm hearing about all these police officers taking their own lives. Uh, It's also, I mean, suicide's a really horrible thing about, like, first responders. So who knows if that has anything to do with it, if it's same thing with, like, military people. Right. You know, it's it's always kind of like a, a bad thing that's, you know kind of goes along with the job it almost seems like which is a terrible thing well but who knows if who knows if they're actually like related right that's what i'm saying right right absolutely i don't know they could have you know things in their personal life as well it just seems like an odd number of a specific type of person that was at the capitol building that day um i think that's where people kind of are like raise their eyebrows a little bit but again i don't know the exact number there's so many of the people who were actually storming it right around now. A lot of the sentences are getting handed out. A lot of them are like full charges. Like they're not holding back. Like they yeah, are seems, fucking them. Yeah. It seems like there are a few, the most egregious ones. It seems like if you were just kind of there and they caught you on video and they identified you, you might get like a little bit of white stuff. But if you actually were one of the people who was, you know, stealing something or kind of, I think, I can't remember. I believe the the guy who got it worst was someone who got like maybe six months. And I don't remember exactly what he did. If it was the old man who was sitting in the chair or someone who assaulted a police officer. I believe it was actually that. Someone who assaulted a police officer got six months, I believe. Okay. Yeah, I don't know the exact sentences, um, but... I I want your opinion, though, before we kind of move on to a new topic here. Is it to you feel like this event should have been bigger of an event than kind of I feel like most people feel about it? When you sit and think about it, it seems like 
this is some shit you might hear about in a third world country where there's a civil war going on. Not a bunch of people who believe some person named Q and uh, the president of the United States who, or former at the time, who kind of egged him on. Well, there's two big things that I would kind of throw against that. So if this happened during the 90s, pre-big social media, pre-prevalent you know prevalent internet everywhere, then I would say, yes, this is fucking insane that this happened. This seems like a third world thing that would happen. But nowadays with, you know, all the social media, all the internet, you know, everything, everything kind of like twisting people's minds on what's real and what's not real, then I can totally see this happening. I mean, especially after that election. Right, like right now, we're all kind of cooled down from the election. But right after that election, you know, it was pretty heated. So yeah. we might have actually gotten away pretty white for, you know, how everyone was kind of feeling. Like, you know, a lot of people felt that, look, 2016, people on one side thought that the election was stolen from them. 2020, the other side felt like that election was stolen from them. So who knows what's coming up? And also, I was going to say, too, it didn't seem like that big of a deal because COVID kept on popping back up into the news stories. So every time it would seem like something big was happening with the January 6th stuff, COVID would pop up again. So or, you know, other stuff, too. So we're kind of saturated right now. You know, mainstream media is just throwing everything against the wall, seeing what gets the best ad revenue. So basically, if it's not doing well, then we don't hear as much about it as COVID. Well, I wasn't necessarily talking about the news. I was more talking about just like your everyday person, your coworkers, your your friends, your parents, like like normal people just, I don't know, didn't think it was a big deal, I guess. Yeah, I don't know about that one. I mean... We're all so busy right now. It's we can't it's not like the 60s. It's not like one thing happens that we read in the newspaper and it's all that everyone talks about. There's so much going on right now. You know what I mean? It's just and it's no fun to talk about, really, unless it's like the next day. After that, you're off talking about the next thing. You know what else pops up kind of situation? I I don't think I I don't remember if I've mentioned this on the podcast, but I feel like 2020 was obviously a horrible year, but it feels like to me 2021 for me personally, and I think for a huge swath of people, it is like global depression amongst so many people. That's kind of how I've noticed people. Everyone just seems like more hopeless. Things aren't going well for them personally. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. So even though 2020 sucked, Everyone was still optimistic. Everyone was still looking for a silver line. Kind of like, oh, well, you know, I'm stuck in my house, but I'm actually starting to, you know, I have a ton and I'm starting to read more and I'm working on that novel that I never got around to. I have time now. 2021, almost like our hope, like plateaued, then plummeted. Because during the summer, we all finally, we got to go back to bars and restaurants. We didn't have to wear our masks anymore. Then all of a sudden it was like Delta. And now it's this Omicron thing that sounds basically just like the common cold, but yes, you know, that ad revenue. Maybe we'll maybe we'll have to talk about that on uh, on your section. Look forward because Omicron is, by all accounts, should be people should take that as a silver lining, meaning the uh, life of the virus is dwindling down. So the one that comes after Omicron will be even weaker, and then so on and so forth. So people should take that 
with a silver lining as long as it keeps on that trajectory, which that's what viruses do. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's how it should be taken. But if you watch the news or, you know, things that pop up on like your news feed, I suppose it depends on your algorithm and, you know, what's key to you. But it seems like a lot of stuff is basically trying to tell us that Omicron is, you know, the next plague. But (laughs) that's how it should be. But I think from what I heard uh, or what is reading, I should say, from like sites that are just about the virus, no other thing, right? My understanding is the worry is because this version of the virus is like six times more contagious, it doesn't have a severe of effect, but more people infected could mean more people who need to be in the hospital versus the other one that didn't spread as quickly, if that makes sense. So more people will get it, they won't get as sick, but that also increases the likelihood that someone could have to go to the hospital. Yeah, I've heard I've heard that kind of stuff. I've heard so one of the things I did see on my news feed was that the CDC had reduced the time that you needed to isolate yourself after testing positive. I also saw that they were trying to tell everyone that it doesn't matter which kind of booster you get compared to what shots you got in the first run, that everyone should get their booster. But they're not telling people to specifically get the Moderna or the other ones. They're basically just saying, like, no matter what you got, even if you went and got the Johnson & Johnson, just go get another one. Just So it looks like if you did get just the one shot, like Johnson & Johnson, they're not telling you to also go out and get the Moderna or, you know, the two shot. They're just kind of telling you, like, just go get a, you know, a what booster. It... Problem is, there's a lot of people who are still anti-vaxxing it up, so. Yeah, I've seen quite a few of them people get hit. I don't know if... The Omicron or whatever is like, I haven't heard many cases in Minnesota. It's once again, starting on the coast and coming in, right? But man, I know a lot of people around me who currently have COVID. I don't know what version it is. It's pretty mild from what I've heard. The annoying version, body aches, you feel like shit, you've little fever, uh, coughing, all of that. You know what I mean? A lot of people like right now are just getting sick with, you know, random colds, flus, fevers. These are confirmed positives. Oh, they're all confirmed positives. Yeah. Okay. I would say I was thinking a lot of people are like around me. They might be getting sick, but they're not being tested. Ah, well, maybe it's just kind of where I work where you're like, you know, a health facility where you have to be negative to come back there basically. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of, I'm maybe it's just because it's in Arizona and we're not working in the, you know, health facilities, but it seems like a lot of people are getting like the normal colds and flus and just assuming like, oh, that can't be it because it was nothing. It was a 24 hour thing. So, yeah. And, uh, I've, from what I've heard, if you're vaccinated, that's pretty much what Omnicron will be for like 99.9% of people. You know what I mean? Okay. It's, Cause gotcha. it, it even if you get it and you're vaccinated, your body knows how to fend it off. So it's like quite mild. Okay. But, but anyway, uh, we could, we'll be talking about COVID next year as well. So don't worry, folks. Uh, but are you ready for the, uh, the next big topic? Might be my second favorite thing we get to talk about today. Yeah, let's hit it. All right. Well, obviously, you kind of alluded to it. It's Pentagon's release of UFO information. At the uh, very tail end of 2020, Congress had signed a bill 
that was going to require the Pentagon to release all of their classified information they had regarding UFOs. On June 2nd, 2021, the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force released its nine-page report detailing 140 instances of strange sightings by military aircraft. Now, I remember seeing their support, and like you kind of alluded to, I felt quite underwhelmed. Nine fucking pages? Are you serious right now? Yeah, from what I heard about the bill originally, they were supposed to release everything. And basically what they released was just kind of like the cliff notes on basically they said, I remember, oh, we have like thousands of these sightings and things, but we've basically been able to, you know, figure out that all of these ones aren't real. But here's 140 weird ones that we don't quite know what they are. Yes, and I actually read through the thing and I'm going to be talking about what they claim these objects are. I think the other thing that's interesting about this report is, say I reported a UFO or somebody else or whatever, this is strictly the military pilots only. So that takes the UFO sightings down to like a pea size compared to humanity at large. Yeah, basically, it's not even counting civilian aircraft sightings, which is, I mean, the military aircraft, it turns out, like we've seen, you know, the military, the Navy, they've been putting out a bunch of videos in the past couple of years, uh, some weird things. There was the the pill-shaped one from a couple of years ago that was big on Joe Rogan. But it's really weird because... It was everyone thought it was going to be this huge thing where it's the whole government, what everyone know, you know, what the whole government knows. But then it turned out to be like a piece of a piece of a piece, you know, almost like it's just here. This is, you know, this will satiate you. We didn't find, you know, here's some weird stuff. Go Uh, on. Quick thing before I go here. Joe Rogan, what happened to him? Because he is from what I've seen people posting stuff he puts on Twitter and stuff. He's trying yeah. to be like the king of anti-woke wokeness. It's yeah, very strange. I, I don't exactly know. I don't really listen to him as much as I used to anymore. He's, uh, I don't know if he's still the most popular like podcast out there. I know once he got on Spotify exclusive, once people couldn't like watch him on YouTube anymore or listen to him on any other thing besides Spotify, I think he might have actually went down. He is getting a lot more money now, though. Yeah, I don't know. I just saw some things and I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? I just it's pretty cringe. There's a something he posted about. It was literally like a halo meme about him being the last straight man alive and basically making fun of um, all liberals talking points, I guess. And I'm just like, okay, Uh, all right, buddy. I don't know. He just I think I think he's going through some stuff right now. I mean, maybe yeah, I him, him being Aaron Rodgers' personal health physician maybe made him go crazy. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't really heard about any of this stuff, but I have no idea. I used to listen to him. I don't really listen to him anymore. But anyway, he, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. He's not important. But uh, let's talk about the five categories that the Pentagon in their little, little nice pamphlet here. Honestly, a goddamn... Catholic Church puts together a thicker pamphlet than that. If, if we're being real here, uh, every Sunday, yeah. yeah. 
But anyway, they have five categories attributed to all of the sightings. So their number one is airborne clutter, which includes things like birds, balloons, recreational unmanned aerial vehicles, aka drones, or airborne debris such as plastic bags. So I kind of think some of these are a little insulting to the military pilots. I I would assume they know what a fucking bird looks like in the sky versus a weird UFO. Just going to throw that out there. You're probably going to mention it a little bit, but it kind of sounds like the whole, oh, it's just swamp gas thing. You know, no, what is that? That's the weirdest thing. That's swamp gas. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) You know, (laughs) well, their number two is natural atmospheric phenomena, which may include ice crystals moisture, and thermal fluctuations. They claim these phenomena mess up their radars, giving the false impression of a mysterious flying object. I can see that a little bit with not so much you're seeing it with your eyes, but your instruments are fucking. Right. Uh, There might be a little, you know, a weird thing with your instruments. If they also mean that for the stuff on the pilot's instruments for birds, balloons, drones, or debris. I could see that also, especially flock of birds, sometimes looks like a plane if there's enough of them packed tightly enough together. But when they're talking about people's eyes, obviously that's a different story. But I do kind of like that for fucking up people's radars, or pilot's radars. So yeah, they weren't very clear, but all of the claims they went through were a mixture between eyewitness sightings from the pilot's radar, different forms of radars. It was kind of like all of that mushed together. So these, I guess some of these explanations could be, you know, legit, but they're kind of all mashed together. The next one, and I hope you know what this is. I don't. USG, I don't know what that stands for. Um, United States government. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Or industry developmental programs. Uh, Some UAP observations could be attributable to developments and classified programs by U.S. entities. So does that mean they're saying pilots, radars, whatever, could be seeing some sort of top secret thing they weren't supposed to? Yeah. So basically what they're saying is any kind of like secret program, some kind of like Skunk Works thing or Lockheed Martin or Boeing is coming up with some kind of secret aircraft or has some secret program. Basically what they were kind of claiming now what Area 51 is with all of the during the 90s and 80s, they had a lot of like weird sightings out there. A lot of them we know now are things like um, the F-117, you know, uh, those kind of aircraft. So they're talking about like those kind of programs. Gotcha. See, I I almost read it like a corporation or a big business like doing stuff. But I guess weapon manufacturing would be that, right? Yeah, they also have those programs. So obviously, and there's also a lot of it now is the U.S. government working with some of these companies too. You know what I mean? So these could also be like, if there's the U.S. government doing like science experiments, like weather balloons, that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, we talked about what was it like Operation Over or uh, Operation Warlord or whatever that was is what they think the Roswell stuff might be, where uh. they were basically throwing those balloons up in the air to detect nuclear bombs being dropped by the Soviet Union, the nuclear tests, those kind of things. 
So gotcha. Okay. That would be the same kind of situation. Now the the fourth category is foreign adversary systems. Some UAPs may be technologies deployed by China, Russia, other nations, or a non-governmental entity. So it's weird because I feel like they tried to lean on this a lot. Like using this as the fear tactic. Like, oh, we have stuff lying in our skies that could be potential threats to national security. I kept hearing that over and over again. National security, national security. Yeah, and I mean, it's a really good thing because it stokes a little bit of your fear. We have China, who's upcoming world power, and we have Russia, who's kind of, you know, going off the rock a little bit. Both of them have leaders, you know, Putin and Xi, who are kind of leading them in these directions. So it is really easy to just kind of say, oh, it might be, you know, a drone from China or, a, you know, the new MiG from Russia. Hey, you, know? you got you got to give Putin a little credit. I heard they're removing uh, troops and stuff from the Ukrainian border. So he yeah. he's backing up a little bit. That might have been a posturing thing in the first place, or maybe a ploy to maybe open up diplomatic relations a little bit. It's kind of a, it's also a North Korea thing to do. So Russia, North Korea takes it from Russia, but it's the kind of the old tactic of posturing you put your troops on the border and then you say, oh, OK, yeah, I suppose we'll talk. And then you take some of them back. But who knows? <laughs> who knows what's going to happen? It's I have heard, been hearing a lot about that in the past few weeks. Fucking Putin. <laughs> OK, now this last one is just as they just put it as other. This just is like a catch all category for every other sighting outside of the the four in uh, those categories. And from what I was reading while they have those four to explain some, 95% of the sightings go into this category. It's the, yeah, maybe just go fuck yourself category, yeah. basically, of something weird that they can't easily explain. Yeah. Kind of like the swamp cast thing we were talking about. Yeah. Something that they can't easily explain. They're just like, uh, it's probably fucking Venus or <laughs> swamp gas or whatever, you know, shut up. Don't stop talking about it. Stop bothering us with it. I w it's funny because I was listening to the last podcast on the left Roswell episodes just while I was working. And yeah. basically what the government did here was have the naked lady pen that you turn it upside down and you distract people with the boobies. That's yeah. pretty much what they did right there. They just said, oh, look over here. Nothing to see. Don't worry <laughs> about it. Look at the boobies. Look at the boobies instead. Yeah, the CNN approach to it, yeah. basically. <laughs> All right. So let me get into the the thing that happened about a month ago. Now, a very peculiar thing happened in regards to the disclosure. In the report, the Pentagon basically said in so few words, they need more funding if they want to study these objects more closely. Now... It didn't really say if they actually got the money. I'm, I'm assuming they did. But right before Thanksgiving, this was like a few days before Thanksgiving, they quietly announced that a group called, this is the official name, Airborne Object Identification and Management Synchronization Group was going to be handling all of the UAP reports from here on out. Now, at first glance, it kind of appears to be a good thing. Apparently, this group was ultimately formed to continue 
their ability to hide their findings and reports, something to kind of circumvent the government, or I'm sorry, Congress, senators, all of that, and keep it out of the general public's view. So they basically came out because they were forced to, formed this new group, and I think if I remember right, that group only has to report their findings to like the secretary for the the DOD or something like that. There's like quotes from congressmen who were not happy about them doing this. Yeah, so basically they're just forming bureaucracy around it and then kind of cutting it off. Yep. So this is more public, but I mean, they used to have Majestic 12 to do this kind of thing, you know, what was it, Project Blue Book, that kind of stuff going on. Yeah. So now it seems like they can just say, oh, no, don't worry, we'll totally look into it publicly. <laughs> but then really all that they're doing is, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll file that with all the other really important paperwork. And then it just goes into, you know, into the back, basically. Well, nothing nothing to see here, fucking files. Well, the, the thing that was interesting is all the sites that were talking about this, because I didn't even know this happened, Apparently, they strategically did it on the Tuesday before Thanksgiving because nobody in the public was paying attention. Oh, yeah. They do that kind of shit all the time. They, I mean, Congress will even, like, pass bills and shit basically when everyone is out to Christmas or on vacation doing that kind of shit. So it's not weird for the government to do that at all. Yeah. So anybody who was, like, hoping... The military is going to be more open about UFO sightings and disclosure and wanting to figure out what it is altogether. That's done. That's dead. It's, I don't know. You're going to have to wait another 50, 60 years till they force them to say something again. Biden's only going to be in the office for another two years. So we'll see who kind of comes into power after that. If it is someone who's also like big government type, like Biden's been, then yeah, that'll continue. Maybe someone else can come in and change that around, but I don't really think so. It seems like it's one of those deals where you have to be the right kind of president to hear about that stuff. You have to be more of a George H.W. Bush and not exactly a George W. Bush to hear <laughs> about that stuff. Well, they always come in guns blazing. Oh, I'm going to find out what's going on in Area 51. And yeah. then they're like, ah, there's nothing there. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Yeah, it's stupid. Don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah. Nothing so, nothing so, to see here, folks. So they saw something. They just uh, just don't want to tell the general public, I guess. So here yeah. we are until the aliens actually land here and start talking to people. I think we're going to be in the dark for a while. Yeah. Also, though, really, if you think about it, it doesn't fucking matter at no. all. No. No, because so. uh, eventually Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk are going to find their ways to their planets and enslave them with capitalism. Yeah, like they enslaved us. Yeah, yeah. With their own brand uh, of capitalism. I was, quick side note here. Did you watch the movie, the Netflix movie, Don't Look Up? Yes, I did. It was, oh, that was a good movie. It's funny because the people that they are making fun of in that movie probably have no idea they are those people, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, especially the, uh, God, it was so, you remember seeing those types of movies from like the 90s and 2000s, where they find something out, and then all of a sudden, like the American public kind of bands together to do something about it. And then you realize that like nowadays, that wouldn't happen. Yeah. You know, I mean, in my view, 
uh, the president in the movie was very, to me, it was Donald Trump. Uh, Leo's character was De- uh, Fauci, I think. And then the rich guy, I think, is supposed to be Elon Musk, but I could be wrong. It's either him or Bezos, one of the two. It seems like a mixture of the two. It looks more yeah. like Bezos, but he acts a little bit more like Elon Musk. Yeah, like kind of like the uh, kind of like the weird stuff that they were, you know, like don't 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 look directly in his eyes, no sudden movements, no nothing like that. Kind of seemed a little bit more like Elon Musk, but then just the weird look to him and the fake laugh. Oh, the fake laugh shit! I thought was the Facebook guy Zuckerberg. Oh yeah, <laughs> that kind of shit. In, yeah. <laughs> um. The other thing is like the don't look up thing is she keeps telling everybody that the pe- I'm talking about those people. They would have oh, no yeah. idea they're making that movies making fun of them. Uh, <laughs> but it, they think that they're the other people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, uh, it, it's pretty good movie. Um, anyway, so the next thing we're going to talk about is the trial of Ghislaine Maxwell. We've. I think in the beginning of this year, you specifically talked about her, uh, and then it kind of went quiet for some time, right? Yes. Surprisingly, she is still alive and hasn't been suicided. I was completely wrong on my... I definitely thought that she'd be a goner by at least Halloween. Still alive. Crazy enough. Yeah. Yeah. After Jeffrey Epstein... Uh, committed suicide in his cell. If you believe that, there's a Supposedly, lot of yeah. yeah, there's a lot of descending opinions on that. Uh, we like you said, you were pretty certain she was gonna do the, follow the same thing. I don't know if she had more people watching her or I don't know, but she's still alive. And right now, like right as we're talking, she's had her trial for the uh, sex trafficking charges and. I haven't checked today, but the jury was currently deliberating the uh, the charges against her. So that's kind of what we're waiting on. Have you... I'm going to kind of talk about all of that. What have you heard about this trial so far? Well, the thing about the trial is, like, nothing really huge has come out any big names. There wasn't any, like, little black book that got opened up. Any of that shit. I think if she would have... I don't know. I'm not saying that she maybe agreed to kind of keep all that shit secret still. Like she's the one landing on the grenade or if she's the one kind of being the patsy for the whole thing. But there's nothing huge coming out about it. So maybe that's the reason why she's still alive is kind of my thinking behind it. Well, as far as I was reading, I guarantee it happened to more people, but only six people are testifying against her. Um... And obviously, I'm certain there's way more underage people who they sexually abused. Yes, but they're only talking about Ghislaine and Jeffrey Epstein. They're not talking about any other, like, high-ranking people, any other, like, world figures. It's just these two that they're talking about. So it's not like the Little Black Book was ever opened up. That's what I'm kind of talking about. Yeah. And... I think even if she's found, oh, I was going to say too, even if she's found guilty, who knows how much prison she'll actually do if she does any at all. So good point. Did you know she's 60 years old? No, but I assume there was a lot of plastic surgery going into (laughs) whatever she's got going on. So she has the look of it. I have seen the picture floating around where is Jean Bonnet Ramsey 
And then there is a woman standing right in front of her. And it kind of looks like Ghislaine. And they're saying it's her and there's a connection there. I don't know. Mm. You can look into that on your own time. You can only see like the nose and the eye kind of. It kind of looks like her, but kind of not. So have you seen the picture? No, I haven't. Okay. It's probably... Probably not worth mentioning. Maybe we'll uh, cover it one day in whatever year in the future here. But basically, Ghislaine is facing up to six charges for sex trafficking, which, as the story goes, she helped groom the underage girls for Jeffrey Epstein, who is apparently her boyfriend. I feel like it was probably something a little different than that. Now, from by all accounts... The testimony of the victims in the trial were quite hard to listen to. That is what I keep hearing. Uh, Okay. As mentioned, the jury's currently deliberating. At the time of this recording, they had spent two days deliberating before requesting, this is an exact quote, multicolored sticky notes and a whiteboard along with all the transcript or some of the transcripts of the uh, trial testimony. So by all accounts, the jury is not close to a verdict of any kind. So it will be more than likely in the year 2020 or 2022 before we find out what happens to Ghislaine Maxwell. She's facing up to a maximum of 40 years in prison, but I don't feel like she's going to weasel out of it. How do you feel about it? I feel like she's going to get the Lindsay Lohan treatment. Like, there's going to be a very public spectacle of her going in, but then eventually she's just kind of going to be released from prison. Oh, she has health problems. Let her go. And then she's just back home. You got to remember, too, she still has a lot of money. And rich people don't really go to, like, real prison. Or they don't really do real time is the the thing. Unless they're being made an example of, though, which she possibly could be taking the rap for the whole fucking pyramid. So we'll have to see. So... From what I was reading, it's the jury isn't necessarily like she's guilty or not guilty. It's like the charges, I think. Like, I'm pretty sure they all think she's guilty. There's not like any dissenting jurors, but it's like the wording of the charges. That's kind of what they made it sound like. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I assume, though, it, a guilty verdict's going to come back. That's what I'm yeah, thinking. Yeah, it should. And then she's going to get some kind of a, she's going to get the guilty verdict. She's going to get some kind of, you know, some prison time, uh, probably a big fine, all of that stuff. But who knows how long she's actually going to spend there before they just kind of, like, quietly let her out is the thing I'm <clears throat> I'm talking about. Right. Yeah, you're probably right. The jury should be... I don't know. You'd almost assume sometime next week or maybe this weekend, they should come out with something. I can't imagine it's going to... I think today would be day four or five um, that they've been delivering. I mean, I don't know how much longer it can go. Yeah. Well, I mean, they have as much time as they need. Who knows? They might just be like crossing their fucking T's and everything, or they might be just holding out for after New Year's. (laughs) Just getting all that free food and free hotel room. Exactly. Watching all that awesome. Or no, they don't they don't actually get to watch TV in there, do they? I'm sure they can watch the nudie channels. They don't really talk about the news on there. That's true. <laughs> all right, moving on to our last event here. The Astro World tragedy. The Travis Scott 
concert disaster was almost instantly morphed into some weird amalgamation of a conspiracy theory. Now, I didn't even realize this because, again, just tentacles of stories branched off so quickly, but the tragedy was actually part of a two-day Astroworld Music Festival, which began on November 5th, 2021, Travis Scott being the last performer. Whether the 50,000 in attendance were all sold tickets or some had broken in somehow, it ultimately led to the deaths of 10 people ranging from as young as 9 years old to 23 years old. Their deaths were caused by being trampled or crushed to death, and over 300 more were injured or pretty badly injured. Do you kind of remember when this sparked up? Yeah, I do remember this. It's it's weird that it was only back in November 5th. It seems yeah. like it was a really long time ago. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely remember this. Yeah, it uh, really took the uh, news by storm when it happened, and then... Obviously, as we've alluded to, the average human's brain is just like wired to absorb news and then absorb a news story. And like, it's just it's in and out. You know what I mean? Yep. Everyone just dumps all that information. Yeah. After the news cycle just turns right over. Yeah. Almost immediately after the tragedy, conspiracy theories began to pop up everywhere. And as no surprise, the feeble minded people who couldn't simply believe that overcrowding at a concert could be the cause for these people's deaths, they immediately went to blaming their favorite target, Satan. Take this <laughs> take this quote from former KISS guitarist Ace Freely. Let's before I read his quote, are you kidding me? KISS The mo- the most relevant of KISS members, yeah. Ace Freely. Yeah. Like, people used to call your music demonic, dude. Like, what are you doing? Now, this is his quote. I think he tweeted this. This is an exact quote. Seems like it was a satanic ritual gone very wrong, exclamation point. They'll be hell to pay for anyone who let those kids die. Thank you, Ace Freely. He literally put, they'll be hell to pay. Um... Yeah, how how are you feeling about Ace's quote? Yeah, I actually, I'm trying to remember, I believe it's Peter Chrisley is the one that they all make fun of for being the like Mr. Irrelevant of the group. Yeah. yeah, Peter Chrisley, not Ace Freely. But yeah, it's kind of weird. I don't know really about satanic ritual. This must have been pretty quick after it happened. He should know, though, about like rock concerts and overcrowding some things that could happen in that situation. I'm surprised he automatically went to satanic ritual. It's a little weird. Well, he didn't just automatically assume, Oh shit. You know, there must've been a situation where like too many people in a too small a space. Yeah. Especially because, uh, the who, the who, uh, concert who killed 11 people, Yes. Wasn't that far before he was performing, so I don't know. It's And it's not just him. This is like a large group of people were thinking it's a satanic ritual, which I'm about to uh, give the details here. People on social media especially were going ape shit with this. Uh, they began to believe that the stage that Travis Scott was actually, was performing on was shaped like an inverted cross 
leading into the portal to hell. Now, here's the thing. These stages are built like an inverted cross so the performer can come out and go to the sides of his crowd. You see yeah. goddamn Britney Spears doing this. Like, is she having a satanic ritual as well? They claim the shirt that Travis Scott was wearing while he was performing depicts human figures walking through a door and emerging into hell, thus meaning that Travis Scott clearly intended to have these people killed at his concert for some sort of deep-rooted satanic ritual. This is no lie. Of course. This shit was going around everywhere. There's other things about some sound that was playing prior to him coming on the show. You know when before a performer comes on, they kind of have that uh, ambient noise, I guess? Yeah, kind of like the the lead-up, trying to get people excited about like yeah. what's to come. Yeah, apparently they think that was him like starting to summon demons or something. I don't... It's pretty cringe, to be honest with you. I have this kind of weird feeling also that religion is in its death throes, too. Like, we are kind of in the... We're in the between times of there being like religion, like mass people in religion, and then just kind of religion dying off. So maybe this is kind of their death throes of, you know, searching for relevancy, like seeing a tragedy like this and trying to capitalize on it, kind of like CNN does with certain things. So it's kind of one of those situations I could definitely see super religious people see like taking a tragedy like this. And trying to, you know, build off it, that it's some kind of satanic ritual, like forming that out of tragedy. Well, definitely the satanic panic, I think, at the very least, is kind of whining or not everybody's buying into the bullshit. Obviously, the QAnon stuff was centered around satanic everything. But again, they are a very conservative Christian type of folks there. But... But the uh, the thing is, the satanic panic stuff used to work really well, but now it just doesn't have, you know, it doesn't have the same kind of fire that it used to. It doesn't quite, you know, rile up their base. It doesn't really, you know, put the butts in the seats anymore or in the pews anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It doesn't scare people in the church, basically, or yeah. have, have something to blame their kids on, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Now, the satanic conspiracy isn't the only one who got their fingers in there. The anti-vax crowd, uh, needing to feel intelligent and important, concocted their own conspiracy theory. They claimed, because you were required to be fully vaccinated to attend this two-day concert, that it was actually the vaccine that killed the people, not being crushed to death or trampled to death. So, because they got vaccinated, they were just dying at the concert, that... That was what they were claiming. Yeah, so they're trying to basically claim that the vaccinations are causing you to be like broken bones and <laughs> just, yeah. Does it weaken your bones? Does it you know cause your lungs to not take in as much air? Is that what they're trying to claim? I I don't know. That, see, no, that's the thing though. The media is lying to you by telling you they had broken bones, but they actually were just dead. Oh, okay. That's how that works. There. That's how you build. Bullshit conspiracy theories. But let's talk about what actually happened. And in all reality, why wasn't the concert stopped? Well, after reading through multiple articles, oddly enough, the Astroworld tragedy 
has a lot of shades of the Woodstock 99 disaster. Prior to Travis Scott performing, tensions were already high. Plenty of people were reporting that the vendor lines were quite long, very bad, hard to get food, water, drinks, all of that. And numerous people said fights were breaking out. So people were all kind of on edge, just like Woodstock 99. When Travis Scott finally took the stage to perform, everyone said the crowd inexplicably decided to try to move forward and get closer to him performing, which ultimately led to people getting crushed. Now, while I don't necessarily like to blame the performers for the crowd's actions, a la Limp Biscuit at Woodstock 99, Travis Scott did say some things like, quoting him, I want to see some rages who wants to rage, or if everyone good, put a middle finger up in the sky. Or Travis Scott told the crowd that he wanted to make, quote, the ground shake. So he was kind of, I guess, wanting more energy from the crowd, but I don't necessarily think that's odd because all performers at concerts seem to do this, try to get the crowd into the show, right? Some pretty normal stuff. I wouldn't, you know, every concert I've ever been to, you hear stuff like that. So it's not, not abnormal at all. Yeah, they kind of blame him for that, but it's, like you said, pretty standard shit for when you attend a show. If you go to a metal show, they say way worse shit than this, and I don't see people crushing each other to death. The interesting thing is apparently Travis Scott had been known for attempting to rile up his concert goers, such as at the 2015 Lollapalooza when he encouraged people to climb over the security barriers and come onto the stage. Two years after that, a fan had became paralyzed after attending a Travis Scott concert. He apparently had fallen from a third-story balcony at the concert venue. I don't know how that's Travis Scott's fault, because it sounds like you falling out of the balcony, doesn't it? Yeah, that sounds like more the venue's fault. Yeah. Rather than his fault, so. It's, I don't know what that is, but let's give Travis a little bit of credit because apparently he started to say, quote, there, there's an ambulance in the crowd, whoa, 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 in an attempt to try to calm the rowdy crowd down, not to mention it would have been nearly impossible for him not to see all the ambulance lights flashing When he was on stage, like he would have had to have seen him. So why didn't he stop the concert? If you read kind of through the tea leaves, it appears that it was either Live Nation who was running the concert, was running the whole event, or the local government didn't tell or told him don't stop because they were afraid it was going to cause a riot with so many people kind of in that zone which you can kind of see if he was just like, all right, stop, we're done. You might have caused even more chaos. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I can definitely see that happening. Um, Sort of situation, even if you stop for a little bit or stop in between a song, everyone thinks that you're, you know, getting shut down or that you're walking off stage or something like that. You know, they're worried about more injuries, maybe. It's one of those things where if the people are really that amped up, then... You know, they're trying to get them to stop. Even if he's saying, like, telling people to move out of the way for ambulances. Who knows if, you know, they're actually listening to him. 
Yeah, probably you know. not. No. Nobody at Woodstock listened. <laughs> no. I mean, they were listening to the music and enjoying it, but were they actually, if they said anything, like listening to them? Probably not really. No, so No, a- absolutely not. But anyway, the concert would go on to be known as a mass casualty event. Congress is currently investigating the company Alive Nation and seeing if there was negligence on their part that led to the deaths of 10 people. Travis Scott is being sued by a lot of people right now for this. From what I was reading, that doesn't seem that odd for musicians to get sued by people who get hurt at their concerts. So, Oh, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. It could be one of those things where, just like the incident with The Who, where it leads to a lot of changes in kind of how things are taken care of. Like, a, a, the, a big reason why there's a lot of security and a lot of, like, stop signs at the, the gates and the doors going into live events now is because of what happened with The Who. So basically, people just kind of ran right through the doors and were trampling over each other when they thought they heard The Who playing. It turns out it was just... The, their guy doing the sound check. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, and you know, you and I, you were here when we watched the Woodstock 99 documentary. When you yeah. get large groups of people together and they're kind of angry, they can turn into savages, honestly. Yeah, those whole multi day concerts where people are just kind of sleeping out in the mud aren't a very good idea. No. At all. No wonder they don't really, I mean, they do still have concerts like that but i don't really think they should have big ones where people are actually sleeping out on the grounds unless they can actually do it like you know logistically do it well and not just be in it for the money so Uh, it definitely sounded like concert a part of the tragedy is due to money see initially i heard a lot of people broke in and that's why there's so many people but i could 100 percent see them overselling tickets assuming not everybody was going to stay for the last show type of thing yeah definitely i mean you hear about some kind of shady shit too where there's also some instances where not only are they overselling it but they're also papering the crowd too so they're giving tickets away to radio stations uh back in the past it was big with radio stations like um like pro wrestling shows would be heavily papered and then there would also be they're over promoting how much room they could actually have, even though like maybe the fire marshal says only this many people in this venue for the setup that you have. They're selling more tickets, hoping that it'll be packed, but not overpacked. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I would assume happened. It is a tragic event. It's too bad. All the people had to die, but yeah, I am sure in the future there will be, Probably a large amount of changes at a concert venue. Yeah, hopefully this all turns into something, you know, that changes things for the better. And it'll be one of those situations just like with The Who, where you can say like, oh, remember back when before they used to do, you know, A, B, and C, and all those people got hurt. Hopefully it's one of those things where they, they change some things for the better. So I, uh, Okay, so is there no part of you that thinks that was a satanic ritual? No, not at okay. all. I also don't believe that the... Uh, COVID vaccines killed 10 people, <laughs> which they happen to all be attending a concert. I so. I almost sent you this picture I saw. So this, this is irrelevant from what we're talking about, but so you know how all the football stadiums now, they're almost shaped like an eyeball 
Yes. The stadium's kind of oval, and then the seats are circular in the center. So from a helicopter's view, it kind of looks like an eye. Well, this guy had taken pictures of, like, these three stadiums, and they kind of look like an eyeball. And he's like, oh, this is a big satanic thing. Where, I have Anubis. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like we're they're gathering all the energy and sending it to Satan through his eyeball or something. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, just no basis in reality. Probably no. doesn't even believe it themselves, though. That's the no. problem. No, absolutely not. Just wants to get uh, the likes on his page. Just doing it for the clicks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right, well, that's basically all I got for the... Uh, these are kind of the big events of 20... 20- 21 um i'm sure there's a bunch of little ones that i i missed there but uh, that's kind of the healthy chunks of them bill why don't you why don't you take over from here and uh, kind of take us forward yeah well i mean uh it was a pretty jam-packed year in 2021 who knows exactly what kind of conspiracies are going to pop up here are just some of the things i kind of looked around the internet seeing kind of like where things were going and there's just kind of a few of them i'll just rattle them off really quick all right uh, so For the conspiracies that I think will affect us during 2022, we obviously have to start out with medical conspiracies, and that is uh, COVID-19 at the forefront. This first conspiracy theory that I found states that apparently the medical industrial complex is going to use their massive pull over the government to declare any hesitancy towards getting the COVID vaccine shot a mental illness. Now, they will use their declarations of incompetence to take away these anti-vaxxers rights to free speech free assembly and most importantly obviously the second amendment uh that is the right for americans to own guns so this is a conspiracy theory that you think is going to be big next year well yeah so i think that it's kind of like cropping up right now but i did find some articles on it some people thinking that basically they're going to use not getting the covid vaccine shots to, you know, put these people into a category of mental illness to take okay. away their rights. Okay, yes. I uh there's definitely shades of this everywhere. It's interesting that you can go from <laughs> a vaccine to taking someone's guns away. It's quite a if jump. You, it always comes back to guns though. True. <laughs> True. Think of how many good video games we have because of apocalyptic worlds where you are a surviving American, and you can only survive because you have guns. I'm just playing The Last of Us. Have you ever played that? Yes, I have. I was going to say, if you look at uh, a lot of these right-wing conspiracy theories, a lot of the red strings, everything, like the middle of the web of red strings always is like gun rights and like trying to take them away or, you know, trying to impede on them, that kind of stuff. It's a lot of the, the right-wing ones. Yeah, it's, I don't know, there's just such a weird obsession. I find that so many people get into heavily into guns, and it's just like, you can't just enjoy hunting or enjoy shooting or whatever. It's like, hey, I have to absorb this community's uh, mental state along with it. Have you ever noticed that? Well, it's just like joining any other community, especially, you know, with how you know, social media and everything like that. So it's kind of the same thing with like car people. Like you can be, you know, maybe you like cars, maybe you, you know, are into them. You can't just 
work on them and enjoy them. You have to become a complete car people. It's almost like that with guns, but to a, you know, exponentially larger degree. Because you can have other interests besides cars. You could also be into other stuff. But it seems like when you get into guns, you're really, really into guns. So do you uh, it'd be like, okay, you like to play Rocket League, right? You start playing Rocket League and all of a sudden you turn into an incel uh, you think all women a total are whores. Troll. <laughs> yeah, a troll. And you just have mountains of Mountain Dew and Cheetos, and you drop N bombs constantly while you're playing uh, Rocket League. Like, that's just, you don't have to do that. You can just enjoy the game. You can get frustrated like everybody else, but you can just enjoy the game, man. Yeah, there are some terrible fucking people who play that game. That's a quick <laughs> aside, but it is the most fucking toxic game like community you will ever see is the rocket league community. There are just some terrible, they might as well, they seem like children, but they're probably actually in their like thirties and forties. They all seem like little kids on there, just angrily typing fucking, you know, their racist and hateful shit in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, rocket league league of legends. Uh, what's the other bad one Call of duty. I think's really bad. Or maybe it's Fortnite. I don't want them to. Uh, any competitive game online uh, brings angry people. Okay. Oh, yeah. Definitely. B- before um, another conspiracy. Uh, I'm going to add a conspiracy theory here. Will there be a Rocket League 2 in 2022? Ah, damn. I mean, really, Rocket League came out like fucking 10 years ago almost. I remember right when I got to my second base when Rocket League came out. And that was a long-ass time ago. I think it's become, it came free uh, this past year is kind of why it resurged. But I don't really... I think they might, but it's so it's such a simple game. There's really nothing to it. There's no need to make a second one. It's terrible, though. I'm going to play Diablo 2 coming up here once uh, now that oh, it's dropped yeah. in price. So also part of this conspiracy theory is that while using the new powers ceded to the government by the forfeiture of civil rights, there is also a belief that... Air Biden and the government Huta will outlaw any further resistance, not only to the vaccine, but also to any government edicts, lawful or not, that Biden decides to put out. And I think this kind of has to go along with Biden's government edict about government workers getting vaccinated. Right. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he signed it, but it's not passed yet because it is in the courts, right? Well, he signed, he basically, he has, with his presidential powers, he, he kind of made it into law, but now that it's filtering through the courts, they're basically telling everyone what everyone already knows, which is it's unconstitutional. So, gotcha. which it's, it's unconstitutional, basically, at its heart. So that's kind of what's happening. And a lot of those companies now are starting to not follow it anymore just because it's an on and off thing. So a lot of companies are just saying, well, you figure it out and go fuck yourself. We're just not going <laughs> to have this anymore. <laughs> well, it's it's different for me because I work in a medical place and yeah. there was a lot of hospitals that were already doing that before he signed that. But I did find out that whether you're religious or not, you can just put your religious and get out of it. So oh, yeah, a lot of a lot of companies were doing that where basically all you had to do is say I'm against it for religious reasons or medical reasons and they would just be like okay, legally we can't ask you about 
either of those two things. So yeah, sure. Cause it's not like they could follow up and be like, what's your religion? Cause they right. can't legally do that. Right. So it's another thing. Right. Yeah. It's uh, that's very true. I, uh, I read, I, I saw some crazy shit that was being used as an excuse. Uh, but, yeah, but, uh, definitely. <laughs> they should have just wrote, I belong to the church of Joe Rogan and Aaron Rodgers. And, uh, who's the, uh, Cole Beasley. He's another one. Uh, you should read some of his tweets about <laughs> the vaccine. They're quite funny. My favorite. Yeah, I don't one? know if, I don't know if that one would work cause they don't officially have a like recognized religion. But yeah, you could basically, you know, have that in your head, but you don't have to say shit, and it's totally legitimate. Oh yeah, it's against my religion. What yeah. religion's that? The none of your fucking business religion. You know? Um, you know that guy, the Cole Beasley guy, right? He plays. He's a wide receiver for the. He was on the Bills. Cowboys. Buffalo Bills now. Okay. And his tweet was literally like to all this talk about medicine and vaccines and stuff. Whatever happened to just listening to God's plan? That was literally his tweet on there. And I was dying laughing. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's... Well, you keep listening to God's plan, buddy. All right. You keep listening to that. Yeah. Well, I mean, God's plan got him pretty far, you know, got him into the NFL and all. That might be his own hard work, but who knows? <laughs> true. Very true. It's. I don't think it's Kirk Cousins' hard work that got him into the NFL, but oh, yeah, that's a lot I, of luck. I hope he... I was hoping so because uh, a lot of players are getting COVID right now. I wanted yeah. him to get it so bad just so I didn't have to watch him one more week. Not get but, sick or die or anything. Just get test positive so he can't play. Yeah. Have one of those uh, where you're asymptomatic. But yeah. He's just, he's just sitting at home watching someone getting his starting job because yeah, he's he, terrible. He can go to church on Sunday instead of annoying us all. Definitely. So in the next medical conspiracy of 2022, this is actually kind of one that mostly I thought up. I really couldn't find anything on it, like on the internet, like of it coming up as a big conspiracy. But I kind of think that this is a little bit of a prediction. I think that there's going to be some alleged proof that the coronavirus was purposely leaked out from the Wuhan Institute of Virology, located, of course, in the city where the outbreak first occurred. Really kind of a deal where this alleged proof would cause like the sudden backlash against pharmaceutical companies, big governments, and the mainstream media, who the conspiracy theorists are going to think is part of this whole cover-up, especially CNN. Uh, yeah, I, I've obviously this one has started. Um, yeah. Here's what I, I think is interesting about this. I don't, I could definitely be in the camp that one of these labs, maybe it is the Wuhan lab, some moron kind of <laughs> accidentally let it out. You know what I mean? Uh, it doesn't take a lot to accidentally let out a virus or not be, you know, like not being careful about what you're doing and this shit can just go wild. Yeah. Doing it purposefully, I don't know about that, but I could definitely see them accidentally doing it like we covered that lab where they suspect uh Lyme disease came from yes when you have a disease that is so unique and has such a wide variety of different what is it like effects on people I don't that's where you kind of get like there's something weird about it and COVID is definitely 
has like such a wide variety of symptoms. It's it's very strange in that regard. Yeah, and it's just constantly morphing and changing and all of that. I should really say that I did see a lot of conspiracies on the coronavirus accidentally leaking out of the Wuhan Institute of Virology. But what I didn't find was that it was purposeful. But I think that that might be a big one that comes up coming out this year is the thinking that it was on purpose. The so. thing the thing is, is like China would have had to really have done some 5D chess to figure out that they would release a virus that wasn't necessarily going to wipe out the entire world, but it was bad enough to cripple their enemy, which would be, I guess, the U.S. financially. Cripple everyone but themselves. Yeah, yeah. financially, right? Yep. Um, I don't know. Maybe they, the country could be that wise to predict that was going to happen, but I, I don't know. Yeah, this is all just a conspiracy theory, yeah. you know, kind of what I think might pop up, but who knows? We might listen to the senior Do- year and think, oh, that was stupid. Okay, you know? uh, let me ask you this real quick. Did you read about the bird flu outbreak in Israel? I have heard a little bit about it, but why don't you tell us what it is? Yeah, it's it's not affecting humans yet, but there was massive bodies of birds, just dead birds. That's okay. got to be quite a sight to <laughs> walk upon, and there's just like corpses of birds just laying there. Yeah, I uh, no, I haven't really heard of any of this going on. Uh, maybe I heard of something different going on in Israel, but... Yeah, no, that's uh, that's a new one for me. I don't really listen to the news as much anymore. Mm. Uh, just what comes across my news feed. Uh, yeah, so. I I do think there were some reports of the bird flu getting people as well recently. But from what I was reading, it's hard to transmit like COVID because it has such a high mortality rate. You know what I mean? Like the higher mortality rate, the harder it is to transmit type of thing. Oh, yeah. And I mean, if it's a depends on if it's airborne or, you know, transmitted through bodily fluids or all of that stuff. So, you know, getting into the water supply. So like COVID gets into the air. So it's pretty easy to, you know, give it back and forth. Also, one of the things about this new one, Omicron, you barely even get sick. So you could be just walking around having it and giving it to everybody. Yeah. From... Everything you've learned about, I've learned about viruses over the last two years. My understanding is the higher mortality rate a virus has, the less transmittable it is because it kills people before it can spread it. Like, yeah, they're they're not alive long enough to continuously spread it. That's one of the things um, like the Black Plague. You almost never like back in the 1300s or whatever, you really almost never got it from a person that you were in contact with. It was always the fleas. It would be it would be moved around by the fleas in the like on the backs of like whatever, you know, wherever like the traders were taking their shipments, it would be like a lot of it would be the rats with the fleas on their backs. The fleas were what was giving it to people. People weren't really getting it from each other as much. I mean, unless you were in super close proximity, like you were their primary caretaker. So yeah. Yeah. How often do you come into contact with strangers close enough to get their bodily fluids on you? You know, unless you're a prostitute or something. Like that. <laughs> unless you're James Franco, apparently. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, anyway, continue on. All right. So speaking of China, so the next round of 2022 conspiracies I'm going to mention has to do with international diplomacy. Now, this includes the rise of China and the recent aggression of Russia. Now, we did just talk about how Russia has backed off a little bit. But in the next year, I believe that there will be a testing to the balance of power on the world stage, especially after kind of like the breakdown from COVID and all the shit that's going on, especially in like social media, all of that. Now, this will cause a make or break moment for the current administration for Joseph Biden and causing ramifications leading all the way up to the midterms coming up this year. It feels like Biden's administration, I don't know if it has the feel of an early Obama, I think Obama is a lot more popular in the beginning. And then his second term, his popularity waved. Am I remembering that right? Yeah. So Biden was like a, or Obama was like a Jesus like figure for the first three to five years in office. And then like a lot of the shine came off it in the last few years. Uh, there was a lot of like controversial stuff that was kind of coming out. Uh, stuff that really people didn't really pay attention to because they liked Obama so much. Um, with Biden, though, all of the bad shit is front loaded right now. Yeah. So it's all right off the bat. And also, we're in really not very good times right now. We have COVID. We have all of this bullshit going on. Everything. It seems like it's just one after the other. Like all of a sudden we start feeling good and like numbers are going down. We can start doing things again. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, Delta, same thing, same, like everything's going good. Oh, Omicron, go back inside. And it feels like you keep, it feels like with the, like CDC keeps trying to tell us all this shit and it's not working. So no one wants to listen to them anymore, you know? Right, right. Uh, yeah, it's my feeling on the current Biden administration I think people voted for him just because they didn't want Trump a lot, a lot of yeah. people, but they didn't necessarily like him. Like I can guarantee, I can almost guarantee if you were to put him and Bernie and let like actual people vote for him, I would be willing to bet money. Like Bernie would probably <laughs> blow the doors off of him. Um, oh yeah, definitely. And I think 2024, I don't know if Trump's going to run again. I could definitely see him doing it. But I feel like that's going to be even more tension-filled than 2020 was. So, uh, Well, especially a lot of the Trump people think that the election was stolen away from them. They still think that Trump won. So if they lose again, then it's going to be one of those situations where they're going to think, oh, they stole it from us again. You know, I even if it's an obvious landslide against Trump. They're going to think that he won. Obviously, it's Trump. Of course he won. I voted for him. Of course he won, you know. Here's the other thing, because obviously for Christmas, I went down to my parents' house, and rural, rural America, I saw so many let's go Brandon things, so many yeah. fuck Joe Biden things, so many um, Trump things everywhere. Like, the people are have not disappeared, I can tell you that much. Oh, yeah, especially now that Biden's not doing very well. Now they're really coming out of the woodwork. I see trucks going by every day, like when I'm driving home or driving to work. You'll see trucks with 
the uh, the American flags hanging off the back or the Blue Lives Matter flags, the Let's Go Brandon painted across their back tailgate, all of that stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's I don't I don't know. I could definitely see Biden being a one term president. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. It's honestly, though, I shouldn't really talk too much because I'm much like you don't really pay attention to the news. I read through Reddit, the world news on Reddit, but that's like the whole world, not just America. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's all written by crazy people on Reddit. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Definitely. It's <laughs> no, the commenters are crazy. The yeah. news articles they post, that's fine. Uh, and <laughs> but but yeah, I don't I What do you think 2024 elections going to be like? Ooh, um, God, a fucking shit show. I mean, I think really everyone's so used to it now. There's going to be a lot of people calming down. So really, like everyone was going nuts in 2016, but it seemed even crazier in 2020. But it wasn't really like the normal people like on the ground weren't as crazy. It was the news media for ad revenue. They were trying to generate more and more. Like, you know, back in the 2016 days, that was really good for them. So they tried to do it again. I think that the news media is really going to try to spice it up and try to play up like the, the internal strife. But really people on the ground are going to like calm down a little bit more. You know, yeah. on the street level, it's going to be more normal. But on the news, you're just going to see what they want you to see. So I uh, quick aside here. Speaking of normal people, have you noticed? I think financially, a lot of people, I don't know. I can't speak to other countries, but I think in the U.S. economically, a lot of people were hurting really bad from from everything that's transpired over the last two years. I have seen more homeless people around than I have ever seen before, especially yes. younger people. Yeah, it's really weird. I've seen a lot of people asking for money, and I don't know if they're necessarily homeless, but they are out asking for money. The funny thing is, they'll, they'll be outside of like a shopping complex, like a little Walmart. You know how like Walmart has like the big shopping area? Yeah. Or like a grocery store shopping area, kind of like the the little... Not mini mall, but that sort of situation. They have a lot of those out here. The funny thing is every single business has a help wanted sign or like help desperately wanted. Here's what we'll pay. Here's the benefits we'll give. And they're like minimum wage jobs that are offering like 14 to $16 an hour just to come in and pull a shift for them. Even like the grocery stores were saying like, here's all of what we need. And it's like every single job. They need <laughs> people for every stockers, people, you know, running the cash registers, all of that customer service. But these people are still outside asking for money. So it's this weird thing where it's not like 20, like 2008 or 2009, where there wasn't any jobs and there was a shit ton of homeless people because they lost their house. Now it seems like there's people with houses who just don't really want to go out and get that new job. That's, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say whether... Um, they have a house and don't want to work there, but what I will say is I think a lot of people lost their job, especially last year. I think a lot oh, of people yeah. left their job. I think a lot of people, the companies tried to force them to take pay cuts. I'm actually, I think we've talked about this before. I've noticed a lot of like the 
chains, chain places, fast food places. They're really asking for help, but they refuse to increase their wages to kind of draw them in. And I think a lot of the younger kids, 16-year-olds, are kind of like, fuck that, I'm not going to work for that. You know what I mean? That's what yeah, I've a noticed. Lot of, a lot of the signs that I see, they're offering bonuses, like just to start there. And they're offering like more money than you used to be able to see at a similar job. So I'm not, I don't really know, but that might just be, you know, me seeing a few of those signs and assuming it's everywhere too. The, might be a little bit biased against the, bo- the, bon- just, the bonus know. thing. I think people are wise to because yeah, you get a bonus, but they still want to pay you that lower wage. So it's kind of like, mm. ooh, look at this over here. And then the 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 hourly wage or the salary, if you're that lucky, is kind of what matters. Yeah. I mean, really, the kind of jobs that we're talking about are not going to be salary. But I do, I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of weird because it almost, like a lot of the people who got laid off, it feels like that happened like, a, what, a year and a half ago now? Yeah. Well, even even more than a year and a half ago, because it happened back in like, you know, April, May 2020. Like there was a lot of people who got laid off and then didn't go back to work for as long as they could. Like they but it feels like a lot of those people now are going back to work. So Uh, or finding a new job. Well, yeah, I would say it was that one where it was they got laid off and took the unemployment and decided I'll spend this time looking for a better job than the shitty job I was working. Yeah, so people don't really don't want to go back to work for a shitty job. They want to try to find a better job. And I'm guessing that those jobs are probably still really hard to come by. So Maybe a lot of people who are questioning or on the border of retirement did retire because of it. Oh, that's true. I know that with a lot of this COVID forced vaccine stuff. I know that a lot of people would rather, you know, retire than have to go get the vaccine. So I did hear a lot about that. Well, uh, we are in boomer retirement era and there is a lot of them. So sure there will be jobs opening up. Yeah. Hopefully some of the good jobs that they've been holding on to for all of these years, hopefully some of those open up. But a lot of times when, you know, those old old jobs that everyone's been waiting for, a lot of times those offices get closed down. So Or they'll uh hire a new person for like a quarter of what they were paying the boomer. Yep, hire some kid that's somebody's nephew out of grad school to do that job, <laughs> basically. <laughs> All right. Anyway, continue on here, Phil. No, pivoting back into politics. One prediction that I'm going to make for twenty twenty two is that Republicans are going to sweep many of the seats up for grabs during the upcoming 2022 midterms. Now, this is due to the weaknesses that we've previously mentioned about Biden, and this is going to cause the MAGA and the Q crowd to assume that Trump will be put back into office, though, of course, it will not happen. So I'm guessing that there is going to be another time where they think that Trump is just going to be somehow vaulted into office because of reasons basically uh i think this one is actually quite plausible because the this particular thing seems to happen doesn't it yes i should say you mean plausible as in 
the MAGA and Q crowd assuming that Trump's going to be put back in office. Not that it'll actually happen. You don't think no, it's actually no, going to no. happen. Yeah. Well, I was saying more that the House and the Senate will be overtaken by conservatives because not nearly oh, yeah. as many people go and vote in the uh, midterm. Yeah, especially Biden's not going to be that strong of a pull for a lot of people to go out and vote in these midterm elections, uh, like going towards Democrats. But I can see how the Republicans coming off of the 2020 loss are going to show up in mass. Just like in 2018, Democrats showed up in mass against Trump. I'm guessing Republicans in 2022 going to show up in mass against Biden. That one's wait, not hard to see. Wait, but wait. the I don't the think... MAGA and Q crowd thinking that Trump's going to be put back in office. I can see that happening also. I but I'm pretty sure in 2018... Uh, the Democrats did not show up because that was kind of the the main thing is I can still remember seeing Mitch McConnell's ugly fucking face on the TV because they controlled the House and or they controlled both of them, right? No, they controlled so up one until 2018. So they did control the House and the Senate. Um, but then the 2018 midterms, they lost the House. They still held on to the Senate. Okay. But they lost the house in 2018. Okay. I I still remember people were hoping to kind of neuter Trump in that regard and it didn't happen. I remember seeing that. I don't know why, but I can still remember seeing that ugly son of a bitch Mitch McConnell's face popping up as like winner Kentucky, which I think he's been for like ever, right? Oh, he's not going to lose that. No. He could win Honestly, he could die and six months later his corpse could still win that election. <laughs> they're not gonna they're not gonna vote him out. No, it's not gonna happen. Like the worst fucking piece of shit politician ever. They he's gonna be forever running uh Kentucky. Pretty much. Uh, you know, his ugly fucking that neck thing that he has going on, whatever that turtle situation I think it's is. A, it's cause he's part turkey. I think that's why Definitely. that's in there. <laughs> <laughs> so of course. To finish out this year's episode, obviously I have to mention it. Full disclosure about extraterrestrials visiting Earth coming in 2022. So that's pretty much going to be every year we're going to say this. Yeah. So might this as well a, throw this, it in there. This is a pipe dream. As we talked about earlier, the Pentagon is uh, putting the clamps down. So yep. I don't think it's going to come from them. Maybe from somebody else. Somebody else. I mean, it has to basically come from... It's just like what I said. I mean, a few I've said it a few times on the show. Basically, for people to really believe it, they can't just hear it from the government. Aliens actually have to show up, walk out, give a speech. You'll need to see somebody like in charge shaking their hands and be like, yeah, this is for real. You know, it's one of those situations. You can't just have the president show up and be like, yeah, there's aliens. I've, I've met them because you're not going to believe them. You know, right. the government doesn't have any credibility anymore. So. Okay, I'm going to throw in one more thing before we uh, close this out. So 2021, and I'm just going off of what I remember seeing, that violent crimes and murders in particular were way up, Do you, in America anyway. Do you think that trend continues to go up? I mean, compared to 2020, obviously... A lot of domestic shit was happening in 2020, but as we're starting to get out more, I could see it happening like outside the home more. Well, I that, didn't hear about these statistics. 
I've heard but, I've, I've heard murders are up in almost everywhere. So it's like in my mind when they think about that, it's the type of thing where like I said, 2021 20, people just seem to be mentally like on the breaking point. Um, and mm. for some people that means committing crimes. Yeah. There's also, you know, bad economy going on too. That too. So the price of shit's going up. Wages are kind of stagnant compared to inflation. Yeah. I could see that happening where there's a lot more, you know, a lot of people are on the breaking point too. It's not just, you know, the bad economy. So I suppose. Uh, yeah. Uh, have you noticed uh, grocery stores, the food, a lot emptier than it used to be? Yes. Well, that's a big thing about the, you know, logistics and shipping industry. Um, there's a, when you have all of these different, there's like, there's so much that goes into getting a bag of potato chips or a roll of toilet paper on the shelves. So basically when you have a breakdown of people not working, like all of these different levels, even if it's coming in from overseas and not getting off of a boat to them not getting it from the boat to a truck. There's no truck driver or there's not enough truck drivers. There's not enough people to stock the shelves or stock the warehouses, that sort of thing. So you have a breakdown in all of these different areas. You're going to have like, you know, longer waits for food coming in and that sort of stuff. That's all that that is, is just what we've mentioned before. A lot of people not coming back to their jobs or whatnot. That, uh, that is true. I've heard it's the shipping containers. That is the problem. I don't know if that's uh, true or not, but uh, but yeah, I guess. I was going to say, I've also heard that they're doing more stringent drug tests with truck drivers. That's another thing. Yeah, apparently you're not able to just, like, after a failed drug test, go to a new shipping company. Apparently they are blackballing people who have failed drug tests. So I've heard that as well. Huh, okay. Well, uh... I'm not going to say a methed up truck driver is the best truck driver, but there is a lot of methed up truck drivers out there. Uh, (laughs) But uh, but anyway, guys, yeah, that's going to close us out. This will be the first episode of. Nope, sorry. It will be the last episode of 2021. And we'll see you guys again in 2022. Uh, Phil, any final messages for our people? Yeah, I don't know. Just uh, quit watching the news. It's honestly <laughs> the best thing. I So last year for my, I uh, do something big every year for my birthday where I like give up something or I start something new. Quit watching the news. It's bad for you, especially yeah. CNN. Yeah, uh, be safe out there. If you're feeling down, uh, happier times will come. Just uh, be patient. All right, guys, we'll see you in- I'm not going to say it. I almost said we're going to see you next year. I'm not doing it. Later, guys. That's hacky. (laughs) Later, guys. See ya.